Hey, you hungry? This hockey season, Domino's has you covered. How about enjoying the game with a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99? But Domino's is more than just pizza. Add in some delicious side dishes like pasta or chicken wings. And don't forget to try the irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Whether it's watching the big game, in a hurry, or just because. Trust Domino's to satisfy that hunger. Head on over to dominoes.ca to order now. That's dominoes.ca. Get the meaning behind the numbers and more. This is TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050, the voice of hockey. Welcome, 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 everybody. Another edition of TSN Hockey Analytics. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto across the TSN radio network. Online at tsn1050.ca. You miss any of this show or any past shows, if you want to go back and listen, iTunes, you can subscribe and rate us there. Also, the tsn1050.ca show page. Boy, do we got a great show for you today, guys. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good show. They're all good, but this is a really good show. Travis Yost from tsn.ca will be on the line momentarily to kick off the program. James Harding, our DraftKings and NHL.com fantasy hockey expert. Get your fantasy hockey fix and tips. Scott Cullen. Also from TSN.ca with Heroes and Zeros. And last week we had a former Maple Leaf first-round pick in Carlo Koliakovo calling from Germany. This week, I got another former Maple Leaf first-round pick, Drake Barahowski. Now, here's what's interesting about Drake. First of all, he's a friend of show. This will be his third appearance on the program uh, over the past two years, I think it was. So, Drake, of course, 1990 first-round pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the current head coach and general manager of the Maple Leafs ECHL affiliate, the Orlando Solar Bears, and, maybe most impressive, founder of the hockey analytics app StatsTrack. So we've seen the development of this app over the past couple of years with Drake when we've had him on, and this is the really cool part. We're going to tell you how to start a career in hockey analytics. How about that? Stats track with Drake Barahowski. They are starting their own online program. We're going to tweet it out on Twitter. Follow us at TSN Analytics at AndyMC81 uh, at Stats Track. There's a course, and it starts your career in hockey analytics placements, what to learn, all that good stuff. We're going to learn about that with Drake Barahowski. And actually, we're going to have our, our own inside man do it. Producer Grady Sass is going to jump on. And uh, and do that course as well. So he's going to update us as it goes along. But we'll chat with Drake Barahowski in about 10 minutes' time about that. But let's kick off the show as we usually do with Mr. Travis Yost. Travis, how's it going, bud? I'm doing good. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well. i got to say, uh, you gave the uh, fancy stats for Carlo Koliakovo last week. He did not know those in-depth analytic numbers, and he, he requested that you be his agent. So I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> I should have been his agent 10 years ago. I think it would have been a, a little more enriching. I think he might be past the point of the age curve that is value for me, but nevertheless. Nevertheless, he liked, he did like it, so we appreciate that. Um, so, Travis, this week on TSN.ca, you looked at the most unpredictable teams by analyzing clubs that had wild swings of variance in their play. So what teams stuck out when doing this exercise to you? Yes, yeah, so it's interesting. You know, part of the, part of what sparked the piece is, I, you know, I feel like I've probably watched, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 Anaheim Ducks games this year, and I never know what team I'm going to see hmm. that night. And I think anecdotally, as fans, when we're watching games, we're like, uh, you know, there's certain teams where you're like, I don't know what they're going to bring tonight. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look terrible. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to fact check it. So what I did is I looked at every single game 
and basically the deviations in performance game to game for every single team. And I, I was right about Anaheim, but a couple other teams that, that really stood out, um, Vancouver, Toronto were both pretty near the top of the list, which I think is really interesting. Um, specific, specific to the Leafs, I never think of them as a team, especially lately. I think they're playing really well. I never think of them as a team that's put up a lot of, I, I guess, to be clear, stinkers versus you know really, really strong performances. But if you think about it, there was a good stretch in the middle of the season for about 20 games where the Leafs were kind of looking dog. Yeah, uh, and the rest of the season, the rest of the season, they've looked really, really good. So, uh, you know, mathematically, I, I think that that ties out. Even though I didn't, it didn't register for me as, hey, the Leafs are one of these teams. They they certainly would apply. Um, I, it, it was just very interesting to me though to see how many teams kind of rack and stack um, in, in that manner. Um, it, Anaheim actually, which I thought was the most interesting team uh, of the group. They had fallen away the largest deviation from, from their worst performance of the year to their best performance of the year. There was a game this year where Anaheim only got 25% of the shots, and there was another game where they got close to 75%. Let me, let me be clear. Uh, that doesn't happen very frequently. So, yeah, <laughs> they, they, are, they are the uh, the hallmark of we don't know what team we're going to get, Randy Carlisle and Anaheim Ducks. Travis Yost of TSN.ca on Twitter, at Travis Yost, joins me on the Domino's delivery line. Guys, get a large four-topping pizza for just eleven ninety nine. Do it today. Carry or delivery. Order at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Okay, Travis, let's swing over to the Winnipeg Jets here. Arguably Canada's strongest team in the league. If you were Paul Maurice, how would you optimize the Jets lineup heading into the playoffs? They've won four in a row, seven, two, and one in their last ten. How would you optimize this lineup? Oh, man, Here, here's the tricky part with Winnipeg, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit last week, but Winnipeg could beat any team in the NHL, and I, and I yeah. genuinely believe that. They are, they are one of the four or five best teams in the world. Um, the problem is they are – their one weakness is that they are really not a dominant five-on-five team. What, where they have really you know, buttered their bread is they're a good five-on-five team with a top three, top four power play and a top three, top four penalty kill. Special teams has crushed it for Winnipeg this year, but – at 5-on-5, five five, they're a good, not great team, and they are headed for a inevitable, because of this stupid playoff format, <laughs> I had to say it, sorry, a, they are headed for an inevitable second-round playoff matchup against against the National Predators, who have pretty much obliterated anyone at every, and everyone at 5-on-5 five five for about 40 games now. Um, looking at how Winnipeg generally structures their roster and it structures their lineup, one of the things that really stuck out to me was Winnipeg's top pairing, uh, the, the latest iteration of that is really the, the Josh Morris, Morrissey duo. He's been playing a fair amount of minutes with Tyler Myers. That line, when paired with the Ehlers line, has been absolutely dominant. I mean, 57% of the shots are 5-on-5 five five together in a few hundred minutes. It, it is super impressive what they do as a group, and I think a lot of it is because they move the puck well and they skate really well together. The other interesting thing is, the, the I think Mark Scheifele is a superstar, but the new line that they've kind of created there, he's playing some with Blake Wheeler and some with the rookie Kyle Connor. Um, I, I think that line has a ton of potential, but I, I don't think they have played their best yet. And kind of what you see as you look at how they combine with you know different defensive pairings in Winnipeg is that the, the results aren't dominant. And one of the things that I, I actually get curious about is Kyle Connor to me looks like a fantastic player. But a lot of this sometimes comes down to chemistry and fit. And I do wonder if because Shifley and, and Wheeler are always going to draw the other team's best competition, is that the best fit for Kyle Connor? Because, you know, against, you know, a second, third, fourth line, he might be the type of guy who can shred a team. But against a, you know, a top line, a top defensive pairing 
with Shifley and, and Wheeler where expectations are so high, does that make the most sense? I think that's something that I would revisit if I'm Paul Maurice. Um, no smoking gun answer, in my opinion. I mean, the team is really good already, and what they're doing works. Now it's just the next step is trying to perfect what you do in order to be prepared, in order to be ready for this Nashville matchup. Yeah. Uh, I, I find this funny, Travis. We got, it seems the Blue Jackets are, uh, are making it a habit each year, go on an incredibly long winning streak, and that rides them into the playoffs. What was it? Last year, 16. They've won 10 yeah. in a row so far, uh, and who knows how much longer that's going to go. So given how well the Blue Jackets are playing with Bobrovsky in goal and Seth Jones and Wierenski uh, leading the charge, what do you see the Jackets doing in the playoffs? Because they struggled at the start now. Hey, you always love to get hot this time of year. What do you think they'll do come playoff time? I'll say this much. Um, I think they're the most underrated team in the NHL right now. I I genuinely mean that. Um, there There were questions about this roster in the last couple of years. But let's face it, you can make an argument that Bobrovsky could win the Vezina. I mean, he's going to be a finalist. There's no doubt about sure. that. You could make an argument that Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski are the best pairing in the NHL. They're top three. There's no doubt about that. Getting consistently 56% of scoring chances two years in a row, that, that is as dominant as it gets. And they really do, although they don't have a, you know, a quote-unquote you know, franchise-type forward, a superstar-type forward, they really do have pretty quality forward depth. You know, They do have two or three lines that can generate scoring chances and goals um, and have for the majority of this year. And I look at that, and I'm like, okay, you've got pretty deep forwards, an elite first pairing, and an elite goalie. What type of team are you? I'll tell you what they're not. They're not the 14th best team in the NHL, which is around where they are in the standings hmm. right now. Um, the, you know, To your point, they're on a 10-game winning streak, a lot of, you know, I, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the week, and I got a lot of pushback. People saying, hey, it's an 82-game season. All these games count. I completely agree. But what matters a lot is if you are making the playoffs, which is a binary, you either make it or don't, how are you playing going into the playoffs? Yes. And Columbus is tearing teams apart right now, a lot like we talked about Nashville last week. Um, you know, Winnipeg's playing really well of late, too. Like, the, these teams are definitely materially playing better than they were in prior periods. And it makes them a tougher draw because they're not going to be your standard three seed in a division because truly they're playing hockey to the caliber of a two or one seed at this point. So again, you know, I I think a lot of it, you know, if you read the Columbus fans' reactions, they've kind of got some ghosts in the closet about you know they're they're terrified about the bad Bobrovsky coming out in the playoff <laughs> series, especially against Pittsburgh. And I get it, um, but look, I I will say this of. Any potential underdog team in a series, basically a 3-4 or 5 seed in a series, they are going to be the most talented team in that group. And it's, it's pretty much it's going to be a, you know between them and Toronto, but I actually think Columbus is playing a little bit better than Toronto right now. So, yeah, not a team I would want to draw in the first round. No, you just got to get into the tournament, then who knows what can happen. Uh, Travis, last one for you here is Travis Yost from TSN.ca joins us on the Domino's delivery line. Chicago Blackhawks going to miss the playoffs for the first time in a decade. Given they've missed Corey Crawford this season, are they a, a bounce-back candidate next season, or are we starting to see the, the pieces fall away from that dynasty? I, I do think they're a bounce-back candidate, only to the extent that Corey Crawford is a great goaltender. Yeah. Um, one, they're, they're, they need to write a book at some point about the Blackhawks, where when they were winning like crazy, Crawford was okay, and the team was just so dominant it didn't matter. And then the team was actually not good for like two or three years, and Crawford kept bailing him out. They've had a very weird reversal there, um, but I, I think it speaks to how valuable he is on that team. I do think they're a, I do think they're a definite bounce-back candidate. 
The issue for Chicago, and will be the issue continually, is how do they con- how do they manage off of some money with how close they are to the cap every single year right. because of these contracts. And you know, you can defend, in my opinion, the Taves contract, the Kane contracts. Like some of these guys, yeah, they might be marginally overpaid, but what are you going to do? Lose them to free agency to some other team, and you've got the cap money in your pocket. Like that, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. What's killed them? are the subsequent legacy contracts like like Brent Seabrook, for example, who is eating up a ton of their cap space, um, and, and there's really no way out, and he's not he, he's hardly an NHL defenseman at this point in his career. So they've got to manage off some of that secondary and tertiary money that really isn't helping them in the roster. Continue to try and find young, talented depth to build around their still core of Kane, Taves, Keith, and so on. And, of course, getting Crawford back is going to help them in a big way. All right, Travis, good stuff as always, bud. We'll do it again next week. Take care, Andy. All right, thank you. Travis Yost, great follow. Must follow on Twitter, at Travis Yost. And check out all his great work on tsn.ca. After the break, former Maple Leaf first-round draft pick, current coach of the Leafs affiliate in the ECHL, the Orlando Solar Bears, and founder of the hockey analytics app, Stats Track. We're going to tell you after the break, if you ever wanted to start a career in hockey analytics, Drake Barahowski has the answer for you. That's coming up next on TSN Hockey Analytics. Get the meaning behind the numbers and more. You're listening to TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050, the voice of hockey. The Leafs have knocked him down, and here they come, Toronto, to center ice with with Matthews. In across the line in front of the net. Matthews dropping it back, Morgan Riley to Matthews, closing in, backhand try, another shot, scores! The kid is back, it's 2-1! Back we are here on TSN. Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050 Toronto, across the TSN radio network. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, tsn1050.ca show page. On Twitter, of course, at TSN Analytics, at AndyMC81. Very excited for our next guest to be joining us on the Domino's delivery line. Get a large four-topping pizza today. Just $11.99. Carry out or delivery. Order at dominoes.ca tonight. That's dominoes.ca. Friend of show. I believe this is his third appearance on. He's... Well, let's run down his accomplishments. 1990, first-round pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs, current head coach and GM of the Maple Leafs ECHL affiliate, the Orlando Solar Bears, and, of course, founder of the hockey analytics app StatsTrack, Mr. Drake Barahowski. Drake, welcome back to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. We need a whole show to just go through your resume, man. Jeez, there's a lot lot going on. yeah, it's been fun. It's you know what, hockey's an amazing world, an amazing sport, and it's given me a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. So one of the reasons we're having you on, outside of just uh, chatting with you, of course, is with Stats Track, you have developed an online course to get for people to get into hockey analytics. Now, just before we get into that, as a refresher, tell people about Stats Track, what it is, and and all that. Well, it's a tool that uh, measures and tracks uh, player performances and team performances. Uh, it's probably one of the most simplest uh, uh, tools to use, and it's it's uh, it's live. It's in the moment. You can get your results right away. So um, we're thrilled to have it. There's a lot of metrics and measures, and it's it's uh, like I said, you can you can get it after a period. You can get it on the bench. It could be sent to your iPhone on the bench. Um, so we're we're pretty happy with the the, the progress it's made and. Um, we, we know this, that this is the direction that the game is going into, so we're thrilled to be a part of it. 
Oh, yeah, and we've seen it grow. Each year when we have you on the show, it kind of takes steps forward and is being used more and more by, by different teams, people's leagues, and all that good stuff. But what, what I found really interesting was, all right, you got the app. It's doing well. But now an online course, an eight-week online course, game-changing hockey intelligence, prepare for a career in hockey analytics through Stats Track. It's endorsed by the NHL Alumni Association. Take me through the course and why you decided to do it. Well, I think a lot of people, uh, they, they gather this information and they're just not too sure what to do with it. So we're taking the info and converting it into actionable, actionable insights. We want everybody to understand what, uh, what, what the measurements mean and how you can use them to improve a team's performance or an individual performance. Awesome, awesome, and, and and so we're gonna give out information where people can uh, can sign up at uh, statstrack.ca on Twitter at statstrack and, and find out all the information there. And first course I think starts in April. Is that right? Yep, April twenty uh, twenty April ninth. The first one that does, and then the live course. Uh, starts April 23rd at, at 6.30. Excellent. That's awesome. Uh, and we have yeah. actually our own, our producer, Grady Sass, is going to be joining in, so he'll keep us uh, up to date on all that. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so as far as what's new with Stats Track, uh, I understand you can offer tournament league ranking dashboards, um, and, and also in addition to uh, the, the in-game, there's a few other new things, right? Yeah, for sure. Like We, we just uh, we, we rolled out... Uh, the uh, ranking dashboard and it, it uh, measures about 20 different rankings so you know for example we went and did the the bc evaluation camp and you know it, it's uh, kudos to them for for uh going with the technology and using it and you know that they, they're really trying to stay uh, stay advanced uh, of everything and up to date so you know we we put up the top three uh people in a, in a bunch of metrics we're able to measure 20 uh 20 or so but um, we just put the top three in uh, top three in, in, in a couple categories, and it seemed like the parents enjoyed it. That the coaches liked seeing it, and you know, it's it's amazing to see what your perception is of different individuals when you see the actual numbers lined up and posted on on, on the wall. Now, Drake, you're in third uh, third season with. Stats track. What has surprised you over the three years? Because as we know, it was about four years ago with the famed summer of analytics, and things have really continued on since then. So, over the three years with Stats Track and hockey analytics as a whole, what is what has surprised you when it comes to teams, coaches, etc.? Well, the biggest surprise I think is, and I shouldn't say this, is women's hockey. I think they've really embraced technology. Uh, they understand that they, they uh, in order to keep improving, they, they want to have the latest technology. They want to keep learning and improving. I find a lot of uh, teams in, in the men's, men's divisions and um, so on just don't want to progress. They're, they're stuck in their ways where it's impressive to see uh, the girls' hockey improving like that. And, um, you know, they should, they should tip their hats off to themselves because they're embracing the technology and they're using it to improve. In conversation with Drake Barahowski, former Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, ECHL affiliate of the Leafs, Orlando Solar Bears, head coach, GM, and founder of Hockey Analytics app Stats Track on Twitter, at Drake Barahowski, at Stats Track as well. Uh, so, Drake, you wrapped up uh, another season as, as coach and GM with the Orlando Solar Bears. How has Stats Track and analytics impacted your in game decision making when discussing strategy with other coaches or away, uh, away games? Uh, how has the app itself helped you physically? Because you're, you're there, hey, you're on the ice, you're making uh, roster and personnel decisions. How has the app helped you? 
Oh, it, it's been amazing. You know, we, we can go in, in between periods and it's, it's just another, uh, you know, uh, another way for you to gather more information so you can educate the players. When I come in and say our, we're not doing well on face-offs and our centermen, you know, just, just try and tie up because you're getting beat too clean and wingers have to jump in and help. So that's one way we know who our, who our top shot getter is. So we can go and, and, and line him up or set the, the last-minute face-off up uh, with him being able to take a shot. Um, you know, we track where the shots are taken from. So, you know, we're a team or we want to be a team that, uh, you know, creates second and third opportunities in the house because we all know that over 90% of the goals are scored from in the house. And when I when I look at my after-period app and I see we haven't had any or we haven't had enough second and third opportunities, I can go in and show the guys this. And um, nowadays the kids just want information. And the more information they, they, they get, uh, I think the more they appreciate it. And it, it validates what I'm saying. So when I go in and they might, if, if I don't show them the, the, the piece of paper or the app that says uh, you guys aren't getting enough, they, they might think, oh, we are getting enough mm. because perception's a funny thing. So when I show them the stats and what our guy is tracking, they're, they're surprised and, and they're glad to see it and they just want to keep, uh, keep it improving and, and they'll, they'll try and, and, and create those opportunities more so. That's interesting, yeah, because if, if you can tell if you tell a player one thing, but if you physically show like, okay, I'm telling you this, and look, it's right here on this tablet, look at look at the stats, look at the numbers, look at the pictures, it has to register more and, and, and probably get through to players better, right? Oh, that's amazing. You know, like I, I, I always say, perception's a funny thing. Uh, I have a perception of players, and players have a perception of way, the way they're playing, but numbers don't buy it. If you can show them with the numbers and then you back it up maybe with video, um, then then they realize you're not trying to, to screw them out of a position or hurt them uh, in their hockey careers. You're trying to help them. And, and these are the, the metrics that we measure, and this is where they have to improve in order to, to get to that next level. And um, if you have a, a buy-in with your players, uh, you know, realizing that, um, okay, they're measuring all, the, all these metrics and I have to improve in these certain areas, they're going to improve as a player. Yeah, and uh, Drake, before we let you go, one more time for the uh, StatsTrack online course. You go to statstrack.ca slash course or just statstrack.ca and on Twitter at StatsTrack. Well, I, I don't know if we mentioned this yet. Placement opportunities for graduates. So y- you learn everything. You have the hands-on case study format and then placement opportunities. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think that's going to be something where for, for people who join up that could be really interesting. You learn it and then you have the potential to, to go and actually help a team use it. Well, it's amazing. We have so many teams who want us to come and track their games, so we're offering that as a, as one of our, our features. And you know, to be involved with a team, uh, we we had someone out in D.C. Now, now he's with uh, the Vancouver Canucks that started this way. Wow! So, uh, like I said, you're you're trying to separate yourself and, and find a niche where um, you can get into the market and and be a part of this this great sport that we all we all love. And to be able to uh, go and show that you know how to track and you know what the information is telling you, I think is the biggest part. You know, I, I found over the years that people track it, but they didn't know what to do with the information. Right. And if you know what to do with the information, that's why we're offering this course. And people wanted this. They they asked us, can you can you show us what to do with this? Because we don't understand. So we're putting it out there. And like I said, it, it separates you from other people. It educates you. And and uh, the way that hockey's going now, it's, it's a big part of it. And you have to be educated in it if you want to get your foot in the door.
Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Starts April 9. Get all the details at statstrack.ca on Twitter at StatTrack. Drake, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Drake Barahowski, former Maple Leaf, current head coach and GM of the Orlando Solar Bears ECHL Leaf affiliate and founder of StatsTrack. And we have, we're going to have our own Grady Sass. He's going to do the course. Eight-week online, statstrack.ca. Grady, you excited, man? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gonna I just get... find it. You know, with with the amount of information that's out there on the internet and the forums or wherever you consume your information now, it's hard to not only learn the stuff but to decipher it. And yes. If we actually have a course now that's gonna give you the education and have a repository of all this information and then actually apply it. How to what use does it, it mean? Yeah. Yes. How do we use it? And I think that's the, the key in in today's age with coaches now is that you have a still you know you have your old school. Uh, coaches that are are still kind of warming up to the whole idea of analytics. Well, now you have it on an app mm-hmm. that makes it all the you know that much easier. And we see the tablets on the benches now. That's just another component that you can kind of add to you know an in game to make that critical decision. Who do you want out for this defensive zone yeah. draw, or or do you want to load up? Um, you know, maybe you got you pull your goal and you want to get an extra guy on that right right far side because the uh, opposition goaltenders maybe only stopping about you know eighty percent of the shots from that area. So in game analysis, I think is looking, important. Yes. Looking very forward to doing it. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and hey, maybe maybe Grady will be the next Kyle Dubas. Ah. Dubas is young, yeah, right? Only he's a couple, couple years older than me. See? I think he's just under 30. Boom! Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Grady Sass. Who knows? Yeah. Don't forget us, Grady. I won't. Produ- <laughs> Producer Grady I'll bring Sass. you along with me, Andy, one day. Alright. Conquer I'll, the analytics world together. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Producer Grady Sass. Uh, he's going to be taking the stats track Hockey analytics course, prepare for a career in hockey analytics again. That, this is going to be cool. We're going to track this. This is going to be a lot of fun. StatsTrack.ca. We'll take the break and get into some fantasy hockey. Our expert from DraftKings and NHL.com, James Harding, up after the break here on TSN Hockey Analytics. Get the meaning behind the numbers and more. This is TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050, the voice of hockey. Welcome back. TSN Hockey Analytics carries on here on TSN 1050 Toronto. Across the TSN radio network, I'm Andy McNamara on Twitter at TSN Analytics at AndyMC81. Great chatting with Drake Barahowski, former Maple Leaf founder of StatsTrack. And again, guys, if you want a career in hockey analytics, hey, you can do it. StatsTrack.ca. What other show tells you you can follow your dreams, man, and give you an avenue to do it? StatsTrack.ca. With Drake Barahowski, founder, check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Joining me now on the Domino's Delivery Line, large four-topping pizza, just $11.99. Get the pasta side, just the marble cookie brownie to die for. Carry out our delivery at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Our fantasy hockey expert from DraftKings and NHL.com, James Harding on the line. James, how are you? Well, it was. Uh, we got 19 inches of snow down here the Ooh. other day, Andy. So I'm I'm really over on the first day of spring. So I'm sitting here wondering when it's actually going to come. Wow, it is actually warmer up here. So next time you you uh, Americans think it's cold in Canada, remember that those 19 inches down there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you. It'll be gone soon. We'll get out of it. I'm we'll, hoping. We'll get out of it, James. So for uh, uh, whether you're playing league or your DraftKings lineup this weekend, we always get a lot of positive feedback from this. Our stock up, stock down options for DraftKings. Let's get to it. Up. 
stock down. All right, James. So if we're setting our DraftKings lineup, stock up. Who are a couple players? So my first stock up of the weekend heading to Edmonton right now, Hmm. Ty Ratty. Uh, skating on the first line, getting a huge opportunity there with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, five points, three goals, two assists, and nine shots on goal in four games on this line. Uh, in league play, only 3% owned right now in Yahoo leagues. He has a matchup tonight against the Los Angeles Kings, $5,000 in DraftKings, and he has... Uh, five games in the next week. So a lot of opportunity right now at a mid-level value, skating in an incredible situation with McDavid, who is obviously, again, this year, one of the top scorers in the league, and Nugent Hopkins, who has been revitalized as well since getting this opportunity on the Oilers' first line there. So I really like where Raddy is. Obviously, remember what kind of player he was in juniors and in the AHL when he was in the Blues system. So getting an opportunity like this and taking advantage of it, this is the kind of guy that you want to target uh, in league play and in DraftKings. And then my second stock up of the weekend up in Boston, uh, Ryan Donato skating on the Bruins' second line with David Krejci and Den Heinen with Rick Nash and Jake DeBrusque out with injuries right now. Uh, Four points, two goals, two assists, and ten shots on goal in his first three career games. And you remember he only signed his entry-level contract last weekend with the Bruins and got into the lineup immediately on that second line because of all the injuries that they had. Uh, 43 points in 29 games at Harvard this season and 104 points in 97 career NCAA games for Donato. So uh, he's a scorer. He had 60, 60 goals in 97 games in college, so I really like where he is right now as well. All right, so those are the stock up. Who are we staying away from? Stock down. Uh, Stock down. So my first stock down of the weekend, Roman Yossi. Um, I I love Yossi. I love his game. Obviously one of the top scorers as as far as defensemen in the NHL right now, but he's pointless in two straight games and in three of his last four. He only has nine shots on goal in that span, so not putting the puck on net as much as we are normally accustomed to seeing. And he has a very, very tough matchup stretch in the next week. He plays against Minnesota twice, the Jets, and San Jose So in each of his next four games. So I don't like the matchups there for him. And I would say that if you're going to spend up on a defenseman, there are going to be other defensemen with better matchups in the next week uh, over Roman Yossi. And then my second stock down of the weekend uh, going to the other side of one of those matchups that Yossi has uh, against Minnesota is Michael Granlund. Um, pointless in four of his past five games. He is skating on their first line with Eric Stahl and Jason Zucker, but five games in the next week, all very difficult matchups, twice against Nashville, twice against Dallas, and once against Boston. So five matchups against five playoff contending teams uh, for Michael Granlund, who is pointless in four of his last five games. 
So that was stock up, stock down, in conversation with James Harding, our DraftKings and NHL.com fantasy hockey expert on Twitter, at jharding underscore hockey, joining us on the Domino's delivery line. All right, James, uh, we've been swinging around each Canadian city and picking each week a fantasy player or two to watch and play this weekend to insert into your DraftKings lineup. So our stop takes us to the Ottawa Senators. Who's your fantasy player? Yeah, fantasy player for the Senators this week. And after he was acquired from the Colorado Avalanche, you kind of thought, okay, he really didn't get off to a great start with them. But he has come on very strong in the the second half of the season, and that's Matt Duchesne. Uh, He scored his 23rd goal of the season uh, on the power play in their 6-2 loss against the Oilers on Thursday with two shots on goal in that game. He has 10 points. five goals, five assists, and is averaging 3.9 DraftKings points per game in his past 10 games. Um, And he has 40 points in 59 games with the Senators uh, this season since the trade bringing him over from the Avalanche. He's centering their first line between Ryan Dezingo and Mike Hoffman. So I I really like uh, Duchesne, $5,800 in DraftKings this weekend, um, and five of their final nine games of the season – are against non-playoff contending teams. So he's going to have favorable matchups at a good salary point going forward for the last two weeks of the season. All right. So now we we talked about through the season fantasy schedules, favorable schedules, and how if you do a little bit of research, that helps you whether you're in your league play on, on who to, to sit, maybe pick up off of waivers, but also, of course, in DraftKings, whether you're playing the salary game or in uh, uh, the, the showdown style as well. So who, who has a favorable or some teams that have favorable fantasy schedules coming up for the next week? Yeah, and I looked through a handful of teams when I was compiling this list, and, and the team that jumped out to me the most that has the most favorable remaining schedule is actually right up in your backyard, the Maple Leafs. Oh. Um, they have eight games remaining starting this weekend, six games at home where they are averaging over 3.3 goals per game, 3.34 goals per game this season, and six of their final eight games of the season are against non playoff contending teams so that's a very very favorable schedule to see fantasy production from for the Maple Leafs who are on a tear right now and they just got Austin Matthews back he scored a goal in his first game back from injury after missing about a month so I I like where uh, the Maple Leafs are going right now and then go to the Western Conference team like Winnipeg five of their last eight games are against non-playoff contenders including each of their final four games of the season. So they finish with a very favorable stretch, and that's going to factor into both DraftKings contests and season-long contests, especially if you have players like Shifley and Wheeler and unfortunately not Patrick Laine right now, Mm. but Connor Hellebuck. Kyle Connor is a great target right now to pick up the slack for a team that's looking for a depth winger for scoring uh, down the playoff stretch. Good stuff, buddy. And, of course, if anybody wants any DraftKings or fantasy hockey advice in general, they can check you out on Twitter at jharding underscore hockey. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. That is James Harding from DraftKings. I'm just, as, as James goes through, I always make notes of who to insert into my DraftKings lineup. So it's, uh, 
It's a, a little bit of insight there. And James Harding is uh, one of the best at jharding underscore hockey on Twitter. We're going to take the break, wrap up the program with heroes and zeros from tsn.ca Scott Collin. That's coming up on TSN Hockey Analytics. Get the meaning behind the numbers and more. You're listening to TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050, the voice of hockey. Swings it to Williams again. Ball spot pass, leave and right point. There's his drive. He scores! Just inside the left old boat. And Jacob Slavin with a lot of traffic ties the game. Back to wrap up another edition of TSN Hockey Analytics here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, of course. If you miss any of the program, like my chat with former Maple Leaf first-round pick, Drake Barahowski, founder of StatsTrack, and if you want to learn how to get that hockey analytics course, start a career in hockey analytics, go to StatsTrack.ca. To learn about all that, you can... Listen to us on iTunes, subscribe and rate us there, and the tsn1050.ca show page. Let's head now to the dominoes.ca delivery line. Get a large four-topping pizza tonight, just $11.99. Carry or delivery, order at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Scott Cullen on the line. Scotty, how's it going? Awesome. How you doing, Andy? Doing well, my friend. Well, let's get right to it. It's time for the best, best. and worst NHL this week, Hockey Analytics, Heroes and Zeros, with Scott Cohen and Andy McNamara. All right, Scotty, let's start with the Heroes section here. And hey, you can't go wrong. The red, is there something hotter than red hot James Van Riemsdyk? Yeah, let's go with the white oh, hot. Uh, white James hot, Van yes. That's right. He, uh, past five games, uh, JVR has eight goals and two assists, which is great. 24 shots on goal. Uh, the Leafs are getting 61% of the shot attempts, 60% of the scoring chances with, with him on the ice. Uh, really remarkable. And, you know, obviously coming at a great time for him as he'll be a, a free agent in the summer. Um, he's up to a career-high 34 goals uh, this season while playing under 15 minutes uh, per game, which is like his lowest since his second season in the league. It's uh, remarkably efficient. Uh, of him, and, and I'm not sure the Leafs are going to have the money to pay him, uh, but he's about to cash in pretty handsomely, I think, this summer. Yeah, not bad timing in a, <laughs> in a contract to score, uh, yeah, you know, two goals every night. It's it's perfect. Uh, so that's JVR. Uh, who's hero number two? Uh, Jacob Slavin, defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes, and there are not a lot of uh, bright spots with the Hurricanes lately, but uh, Slavin um, has been excellent. Uh, he has eight points in the past seven games, but in those seven games, uh, the Hurricanes are getting 67% of the, the shot attempts, almost 66% of the scoring chances with Slavin on the ice. Like he's, I, I would say he's no longer a secret because he and Brett Pesci both signed extensions last year that kind of announced to the world that, uh, that, that they're kind of big parts of the Carolina plan. Uh, but Slavin, uh, I still think, uh, to say the, the wider uh, base of hockey fans, isn't as well known for uh, just how good he is, and even you know the fact that Carolina isn't doing that well, uh, that kind of contributes to it. But uh, on his own, Jacob Slavin is uh, definitely playing like a star. So those are the heroes. To the zeros, we go to Montreal and the 23-year-old winger. Yeah, Charles Houdon, um, and th- this may just be a case of you know the the Habs roster has been decimated by injuries uh, and there's not a ton of support uh, for any of these guys. Um, and, and so Houdon in the last six, ga- six games has one assist and six shots on goal, but uh, getting 34% of the shots, 
22% of the scoring chances. I mean, they're, they're getting obliterated with him on the ice. Uh, and, you know, this is not entirely atypical for the Canadians. Like, you know, he's not the only one who's getting beat up. But, um, you know, he's a rookie who's had a pretty solid season for them uh, and is kind of fading down the stretch. And the final zero, who you got? Uh, we're going Vancouver defenseman Derek Puglia. Now, this one's a little bit interesting because okay. uh, in the past nine games, uh, the Canucks are getting 52% of the shot attempts with Derek Puglia on the ice, which isn't bad, you know. Uh, in that same time, uh, no goals for and 10 goals against. That's, uh, that's a pretty rough stretch. And, mm. again, this is probably not all on Derek Puglia, um, but it's, uh, that's still pretty bad when you're getting outscored 10 nothing. Yikes, yeah. Yeah, in conversation with Scott Collin, that was Heroes and Zeros. Check out all his work, tsn.ca, Monday to Friday, and on Twitter, at TSN Scott Collin. He joins us courtesy of the dominoes.ca delivery line. Okay, let's go to the, the rankings for this week, the snapshot, which, again, you can find on tsn.ca. And you have Blue Jackets and Maple Leafs climbing. And I talked about this with Travis Yost at the start of the show, Scotty, that it, it seems like the Columbus Blue Jackets each year are good for a double-digit win streak that, that pushes them into the playoffs. Uh, how, how do you have the, the, the Blue Jackets uh, riding up this week? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you win 10 games in a row. Strangely enough, you'll start to move up. Yeah, yeah. That, from 11 to 7. Yeah, and, and look, they've, I think really they, they had been underachieving kind of prior to this win streak. You know, the, the, you, had, you start going through the roster, and there are a few guys that I think they're disappointed with, like Brandon Dubinsky and Jack Johnson have been healthy scratches for them lately, um, which, you know, that's unusual. Those are guys who have played big minutes for them over the past few years. Um, but now as, as the team sort of gels together here late in the year and they've won 10 in a row, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky has been great, but that's not a surprise. He's, right. uh, you know, he's been one of the top goalies in the league for the past few years. Uh, but Artemi Panarin, um, has basically shown that uh, um, you know his success in Chicago wasn't solely due to playing with Patrick Kane. I'm sure that didn't hurt, but uh, he has 17 points in the past 12 games. Uh, Panarin does, and he's basically scoring at a, a similar rate as he did in his first two seasons with the Blackhawks, um, and doing it with a, a Blue Jackets uh, core that I don't think is um, you know extremely talented. So uh, you know I think Panarin is kind of showing that he can he can carry the offense on his own. And Cam Atkinson, uh, after a slow start this season, has, has picked it up too. Um, and Boone Jenner, another guy. Like mm-hmm. a month ago, um, John Tortorella is talking about how Boone Jenner is basically too slow and can't you know can't keep pace in the, in the modern game. And he, you know he's a guy who scored thirty goals for them a couple of years ago. And you know we just don't know if he's going to be able to contribute. Well, it turns out he can. And and so th- those you know guys like Atkinson and Jenner who who weren't really you know contributing earlier in the year have now you know started to find the net and, and they've made this you know blue jackets team uh, a pretty dangerous punch like i you know I, I don't think you expect them to just reel off 10 straight wins and another 10 to, to finish the season or something but i think if they if they kind of stay on a on a warm streak and headed into the postseason they could be a tough out yeah, no, no doubt. And Boone Jenner, the former Oshawa general, of course, I got to to call call his games play by play back in the day yeah. when he was with the Jenny. So good to see Boone uh, kicking it up there. And mm-hmm. uh, how about this? A rise by the Maple Leafs from eight to four in your rankings, and they swapped with the Boston Bruins, who went from uh, last week at four. They're down to six. Hey, the Maple Leafs. You got Austin Matthews back. JVR is on fire. Uh, things are good. Yeah. Well, and look, they've won five of their past six, and the one loss was one where they were beating Tampa Bay 3-1. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, the, the collapse is no good, but you know, losing 4-3 at Tampa Bay is hardly a, an egregious uh, offense. So um, that, that's all good for the Maple Leafs. Um, now, at the same time, we talked last week about like Boston. I, I still think 
when healthy, Boston can be rivaling the, the very top right. uh, teams in the league, but they're nowhere close to, to healthy at this point. Uh, you know, the injured list includes Patrice Bergeron, Charlie McAvoy, Zdeno Chara, Jake DeBras, David Backus, Rick Nash, Tori Cook. Uh. Like, that's a long list of guys who are top nine forwards, top four defensemen. Like, you know, and so there are some people who don't like the idea of the Bruins being ranked below the Maple Leafs because they're ahead of them in the standings, but you know, this version of the Bruins is not uh, is not the peak version of the Bruins. And, you know, that doesn't mean they're terrible. Um, but, you know, if you had the choice between the, the much healthier Maple Leafs and the Bruins right now, I think I think you have to side with the Maple Leafs. Um, and, but, you know, come come back to me when the Bruins lineup gets healthy and I'll probably flip-flop yeah. them again. Well, and that's, that's what we have to track. When do they get healthy? How close is that to the playoffs? Does everybody yeah. have the rust off at that time? That's going to really be uh, the difference for the Boston Bruins. So uh, it'll be interesting. Great stuff as always, Scotty. Let's do it again next week. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, sir. That is Scott Collin, tsn.ca, Monday to Friday. All his work there. And he tweets it out, of course, on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. Okay, folks, that'll do a great show today. Thank you very much to all of our guests. And again, if you want a career in hockey analytics, you want to start it up, take the online course through statstrack.ca with Drake Barahowski, former Maple Leaf, current head coach and GM of the Leafs ECHL affiliate, the Orlando Solar Bears. If you missed any of the show, you can uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Get the podcast there, tsn1050.ca under the show page section. We got it there, and we'll tweet it out at TSN Analytics and at AndyMC81. So, for producer Grady Sass, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050.